Hello and welcome to A Star to Steer Her By, a Star Trek podcast. My name is Caitlin and with me today are... Oh my god, is it Jake? Jake. It's probably Jake, isn't which is it, why there's no response. <laughs> isn't it Ames, Chris, and then Jake, Jake? Chris, and Ames. When Caitlin introduces, it's Caitlin, Jake, Chris, and Ames. Oh, is it? Yeah. Jesus. And with me today are... So is it Ames or me? You! Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> You're faking. No, I'm not. I actually, for some reason, I was thinking it went the other way. Uh, it's, it's remote. It's late. I, I don't blame you. Okay. Oh, I thought you were about to say something way more bitchy than that. <laughs> I think we should look this up, but I'll take your word for it. <laughs> Jake, Chris, and Ames. And we're here together for episode 283. Woo! Bitches. That is like one digit closer to 300 than last week. It's crazy how that happens. And we're here today to talk about two episodes of Star Trek The Voyager, Timeless and Infinite Regress or Regress. Or red dress, actually. Red dress. Lady in red. You want to meet the lady in red? <laughs> That's the Matrix. <laughs> anyway. Oh, thanks. Thanks for that. That was for Chris, actually. So go fuck yourself. Why was there a goblin? I don't know. Why would you call me that? <laughs> All right. Speaking of goblins, I don't know. I don't have any segues, man. Speaking of... Speaking of bad acting, in Timeless, the uh, Voyager crew, they're all having a big soiree, party because they have figured out how to use the old slipstream technology, whatever it's called. What is it called? Slipspace? Quantum slipstream. Quantum slipstream. Is that really what it's called? Mm -hmm. Anyway, they've harnessed the old quantum slipstream that we heard about, I don't know, some other episode ago, and uh, they're ready to go. They're going to rock it. They're going to get home in like, you know, five and a half minutes, and it's going to be great, and everybody's partying. But... Tom, as usual, is being a big fucking buzzkill and is like, well, actually, even though we've been working on this for months, I ran uh, apparently the first simulation that anyone ran. And it looks like uh, if we do this, we could all die. You do a really good Tom impression. Thanks. Your goblin is better, though. Thank you. Sorry. Sorry. Thank you. But now we have to leave that in, Ames. I win (laughs) this time. And they're like, but we have to do it. We can't not do it. What are we going to do? There's a phase differential and we need to figure out how to fix it. We already drank the champagne. We have to now. (laughs) We smashed the fuck out of some sweet. I spent holo. No, not not holodeck. Replicator rations. Replicator rations on that wine. And so... Harry Kim has a bright idea. What if we fly a paper airplane ship in front of the big ship and I can just send you guys back some coordinates and shit. So not coordinates, but like the tell you about the phase differential so that we can fix it and not die. Yeah, it's, it's a Rudolph story with their with their noses so bright. <laughs> Won't you and, shift uh, my phase tonight? <laughs> but it turns out. Okay. And this is actually where we open. It turns out that it all went horribly wrong. And the Voyager winds up six leagues under a big ass pile of ice. But don't worry, because Chakotay and Harry from the horrible future where everybody dies except them, they come back 
they come uh, to the wreckage of the Voyager and they're actually looking for something in particular. They're looking for Seven of Nine because they think that if they send a message back through time through one of her cortical units, something like that, some piece in her brain that they can send a message that will allow them to change the past and save the crew of the Voyager. And they do that with the help of the doctor who is like, he's like Harry Kim's little cheerleader through this whole episode. (laughs) And also, also helping them is Tessa Almond? Omond? Don't know. I don't remember how it was said. I also don't know. Omond. And uh, you know what? Harry sums it up best. Why is Tessa helping us? They're having sex. And by they, I mean Tessa and Chakotay. As we know how Chakotay loves love. They so... make him watch. <laughs> yeah. I just, ugh. So she's like, don't worry, Chakotay, whatever the risk, I will help you because I want you to go back to the way the past was supposed to be. Oh, she's the I bad actor love you're talking you. about. Yeah, she was terrible. I love you oh, so much, Chakotay. You didn't? No. Because even I noticed, and I usually don't notice. <laughs> well, anyway, she's really bad, but apparently she really loves Chakotay, so she's willing to help them. So we find out that... Harry has been like literally, oh, first of all, he's really dark and stormy Harry, a.k.a. the most attractive Caitlin has ever found Harry because he's a fucking broody emo Batman oh, type. Oh, I liked it. I liked it a lot. And his it, little jacket. I loved it. No fucks Harry. I loved no his fucks. little jacket look. Yeah. What did you think about his mullet? <laughs> he looks great. I, I don't know what to say. <laughs> I actually loved the gray on Chakotay as well. I was like, I'm glad that I admitted to myself last week how attracted I am to Chakotay because, whew. Chakotay you know they, in you know that they, Chakot gray. You know how they oh, wow. should have melted all that ice off of Voyager? Put Robert Beltrain's hot ass down there. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Harry's been working on solving this problem for 15 years, and you know what? He manages to get the information back to the past, and it still fucks up. And as... <laughs> As we're Typical watching, Harry. as we're watching, I'm like, I hope he fucking blows it again. <laughs> and then he did. And I was like, oh, no. But knowing as I do that, you know, the 98 percent of the rest of the crew out of that 98 percent, most of them must have plot immunity of some kind. So I figured they'd figure it out. And I think what he ultimately does is he like tells them just to like hard that fucker to starboard or something and just pull right out of the slipstream. More or less. So they don't crash into an ice planet. And as a bonus, they are still 10 years closer to home. So it wasn't a complete bust. And and they still have the technology so they can try again later. You completely left out Captain LaForge. Because it was fucking pointless and stupid. It wasn't important. It was dumb. There was a reason. There was a reason, though. Yeah, it was because he was directing and he's like full of himself because it was boring. (laughs) No, it's because it's the hundredth episode of Voyager. Oh. And they wanted a little celebration thing. And they didn't have anybody more interesting than Jordy LaForge. It was silly that that Jordy LaForge, like he's chasing down an enemy vessel, but he's not even on the bridge. He's just like in his office. Yeah, actually, Jake, could you give me a nerd screech? You're better at that than me. <laughs> Why was he in the first contact uniform? Jesus. Did they not have any of the other future uniforms well, lying did, around? They did give him the future badge. badge. Yeah, they all had the future badge. So mm. we know they have the box of future shit somewhere. Maybe it looked I, crappy uh, on him. Uh, maybe they just didn't have one in his size or something. Maybe, I don't know. 
maybe starship captains have a lot of discretion over what uniforms their crew wears and he just was really comfy in that maybe quilted outfit i think i know what it is they got they got the okay to use jordy laforge's character at very last minute Ah. and i imagine if he were in the future uniform that we've looked at in the visitor i think and somewhere else i forget where else Uh, oh all good things good things yes all good things that his would have to be in gold, I imagine. No, he's, he's a captain, captain now, now, so it'd be red. Oh, it'd still be red? Well, regardless, since they got him fairly last minute, I bet you they didn't have that costume for him. Yeah, yeah. I, I actually had the same thought, Ames, for a second. Like, oh, wait, did you ever see a gold one? Oh, wait, but he's a captain, so. Yeah, but they only had it in red and Beverly blue. Crusher and Nog size. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 because Julian and uh, Dax were in blue, so... Yeah, I, I just it felt like it was a you like you can tell that they got it last second because it felt shoehorned in. There was already like plenty of tension. I mean, again, not that anyone would believe that the Voyager crew was somehow not going to make it out of this episode and that it wasn't all going to go right. But it felt pretty tense all on its own. And then Jordy LaForge is like, hey, you thinking about changing the past? How about you, Jordy LaForge? Get about it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> that that's yep. Jordy LaForge, that famous Brooklyn uh, gangster. <laughs> Taxi driver. Just, just the, goblin, the goblin accent works for everything. I, I'm not going to lie. Even though it has nothing to do with anything, that might, might be the episode title. Why don't you, Jordy LaForge, get about it? Yeah. <laughs> good, good. I'm so glad. Um, basically, like, what, you're, what you're saying is you would have preferred it just be some random throwaway extra captain? It, they didn't even need to be there. Well, someone had to be chasing them. No, they didn't. Well, the whole there thing needed, was they had... There needed to be a reason why they couldn't just take their time and figure yeah. out the right, the correct answer to send back to <sighs> Seven's brain. Okay, but what they could have done was just said, like, we can't... They could have done a Doctor Who and been like, we can't just keep replaying this over and over again. We'll can. fuck it up. We, I know, but... But they can. Uh, Why not? That, and that, the, I, <laughs> that was a great... Like, you like that particular EMH was like, the past will still be there. Just try again. Yeah, Why like, hasn't like anybody that line ever a lot. thought of that? Ever. <laughs> but in also... any time travel show. But also, why in 15 years of Harry doing this shit, did he never think maybe there's an easier way than trying to get this down to the fucking nanosecond and make them, like, have the right coordinates? The thing that the doctor, like, got him to do was, like, kind of the most obvious thing. It's like, okay, but what if instead of everyone dying and instead of everyone making it home, which seems impossible, what if we do something in between? See, I I had thought of that at first, too, but I think it just comes down to it kind of makes sense for, like, Harry has become so... I know, obsessed. ...laser-focused and obsessed and so busy blaming himself and being like, I'm going to do this, this particular way that the obvious third solution isn't going to occur to him because he's so, like... Years? Yeah, but you well, see, it, was, it wasn't so much about, you know, it was about, it was his fuck up and fixing his fuck up. Yeah, not yeah. coming up with a whole new fuck up. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, he was it's, like, like, it's like that, oh, if only I had, you know, done this one thing slightly differently, everything would, would have been better. Yeah, instead of just not doing the thing at all. Yeah. yeah. I think I, what I liked best is when... <laughs> When he realizes that the message went through, but they're still alive, he's like, "Why are we still here? Yeah. It didn't yes. work." I was Crap. like, "That's that's so good." That's like, wow, that's uh, ooh, uh, oh, that is that is 
bleakly uh, relatable sometimes. And the only other thing more real was at the end when Janeway's like, well, actually, Harry Kim, you're our hero, Harry Kim, because I have a message here from Harry Kim to deliver to Harry Kim from Harry Kim. 15 years Harry Kimier than this Harry Kim. And he's like, but if but if they but if they change the past, then how did I get this email? Don't think about it. Never think about it, Harry. (laughs) I I said the same thing, though, because, you know, it's if. If I change the past in the future, then that future didn't happen for me to go back and fix the past. Damn it, Harry. I like that the Borgs have a temporal transceiver and they can just, they can call up yesterday and be like, remember to buy milk. How can anyone beat the Borg then? Because then it's just every Borg fight should become the end of a Bill and Ted movie. Mm, Maybe that's like, maybe, I don't know. That's I have no idea. No, I can't think of a good reason. Maybe they really, just the got the technology yeah. recently. Yeah. I don't know, but they they have gone back in time before. Yeah, but what's stopping them from portals. ever doing it again? I don't think they could just they I I don't know if they could always just call yesterday. On yeah, the phone. this could be their okay. first time radio. That's true. The device was kind of cool. See, I thought I thought the answer all along always needs to be you go back in time, you send a message back in time to fucking kill Edith Keeler. That bitch. <laughs> it's always her somehow. I'm sorry. She has to die. There we go. That's that's actually really that's the Guardian prevents grandfather paradoxes. Mm. It just somehow intercepts and deals with it. And... I thought you were going to say that. The Guardian is how they got the call back there. It was like a some kind of weird back to the future past collect call business. Really, that's Harry should have had the email delivered to him by a man in a raincoat during a thunderstorm like the end of Back to the Future 2. Or Carrot Top, like in the call 1-800-C-A-L-A-T-T ads. Holy shit, I forgot all about those. Carrot Top or call A-T-T? Yes. Both. <laughs> Actually, no, just call ATT, because I believe we talked about Mr. Top a few weeks ago. Bro, have mm. we mentioned that he is jacked as fuck now? We did not. He's jacked as fuck now. That is true. Damn. Carrot Top, like... Can I mean, carry twice as many He props. used to be more like a carrot bottom, and now he's definitely carrot top. There it is. Oh, Caitlin no. is on fire Caitlin tonight. Caitlin is on tonight, yeah. man. Yeah. Getting you that, that late night... I don't know. I'm off tonight. That's the problem. Oh, we, no. we switched. Come on, Jake. Get on it, buddy. You can do it. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. I thought um, this episode was okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good idea for a time travel thing, but no one actually times travels. It's all mm. it's time travel of the mind, yeah. which is my yeah. thing. Yeah. I, I liked, you know, I, it, it took me a little bit to warm up to grumpy future Harry because... It's just like Garrett Wong, bless him, like grumpy Harry is just kind of like, he's like, I'm kind of doing my Batman voice. <laughs> um, and that just reminded me too much of both a wonderfully bad movie called uh, Edison Force, <laughs> which features TV's Dylan McDermott trying to play a corrupt cop. Oh, and man. he's not a good enough actor to pull that off. So he he's just a nice cop. <laughs> he just has a five o'clock shadow a leather jacket and kind of does this to be fair he does shoot that bitch right through her shoulder true so and then also again we will see in the mirror universe episode of enterprise 
Uh, Scott Bakula, oh, no. not a good enough actor to oh, be evil <laughs> Archer. So it's just kind of five o'clock shadow, and I kind of do this. Oh, so and yet so. you love that episode. Oh my god, it is so good because it's so bad. Like it's That's... oh, it's beautiful cheese. I love oh, it so much. God, mm, you know what else I... is a beautiful cheese? Smoked Gouda. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Right? It's good. It's I'm <laughs> a big fan. Yeah, regarding regarding how. Hey, old begrizzled Harry lamenting his past. I killed them. I killed them. I love that. That's great. But you, yeah. do you know who Braga suggested he try to think of to emulate to play the the older, nothing left to lose kind of obsessed oh, madman? That Clint damn dirty Eastwood. apes guy from Planet of the Apes. Oh, uh, Charlton, Charlton Heston. Heston. Yeah, Charlton Heston. I think you guys are fairly close. Uh, the uh, answer. The answer is Riggs from Lethal Weapon. Oh, oh Riggs. Um, which one's Riggs? Fuck, is that what's his name? Mel Gibson's uh, character? Yes, or? Mel Gibson's character. Yeah. Oh, oh, okay. I was. I Not Murtaugh. Thought, oh, right. Sorry, right. I so I've never actually seen a Lethal Weapon movie. But I think, I've only I think, seen I think, the the it's almost sunny versions of Lethal Weapon movies, which are great. I think. <laughs> I think. I think Garrett Wong heard that, thought they were saying Murtaugh, <laughs> because he was definitely doing. I'm getting too old for this shit. <laughs> It's not that I old. Mean, he looks great. Yeah. Well, that's the other, it's funny. Like, I kind of wonder, should they have aged them as much as they did, considering it's Star Trek times? So really, mm. like... They did it themselves, I bet. I bet Chakotay paints that on every day. <laughs> the the gray and might, the hair. He might. Yeah, I mean, it's it's Star Trek times, but it's also been a rough 15 true. years for these guys. So True, that's true. I think that's the one thing, is, I get, is like, I get Harry... Because, like, he has been kicking himself for 15 years. They never really establish why Chakotay. Well, because Harry asked, I bet. Yeah, Harry's his friend and, and he's Chakotay. And also yeah. his fuck toy seems obsessed more with Voyager than Chakotay. Maybe I think they, that's they why she's mentioned that him. in passing. Yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, because definitely it does feel like if if Harry hadn't asked, Chakotay, like, would have been sad, but not gone to these lengths. I wonder if she... Puts on a strap-on and pegs him as Janeway. This is getting wrong. Speaking of Janeway, so we see a Janeway corpse, and I was expecting mm-hmm. as, you know, Chakotay and, and, uh, I want to say Wong. What's his character name? Kim. Harry. Fuck my life. Uh, the two of them are, are trampsing around the bridge full of corpses, and they don't really get very emotional seeing the corpses of their 15 years long dead friends. Mm. I'm pretty sure one of them was Paris, but I can't tell. I couldn't really. Yeah, tell. I think one of the first ones they showed was Tom, but he was okay. just covered in so much frost. Yeah, it could have been. Any, it could have been his stand-in for all I know. But you know, you see Jane when I'm like, oh, they should have a moment, but they they pass the moment, and then Chakotay has way more of a moment sitting in his old chair, remembering the great back massage that's built into that thing that we've been with. <laughs> all the fucking fart gas he unloaded into that. Oh no. Cushion. I mean, the thing you is... close your eyes and concentrate, you can still smell it. Like, in, in a way, like, Harry has probably seen this in his nightmares for the past decade and a half. Mm. So I can understand him being kind of just like, yep, this, this is, is actually better than I imagined it. It's not flooded. I mean, yeah. what they didn't show on screen, but you know must have happened, is the scene where the doctor dissects... Seven yeah. of nine. 
And then Gruesome. he just holds her, her, like, half of her face for the rest of the episode. Yeah, so gross. it around. Fascinating thing about that, too, is we find out, like, holy shit, a lot of her brain is gone. Yeah, it's all, it's all Borg shit. Like, a good <laughs> chunk, there's a good-sized chunk of just stuff attached to the skull and you're like oh that was right in her brain that wow it's all it's all the left brain though so you know whatever that means also apparently they use copper for the uh, skeleton bits it's good i mean copper is good it's a good conductor it's uh antimicrobial very very good, good point good point good thing yeah but yeah, that was uh, that was unexpectedly uh, macabre. It was yeah. pretty gross. It's like wow, I, I wow, I, good for them. Not so good for seven. <laughs> He's sitting there oh. doing that, just like oh, this is like when I had to get my mobile emitter out of the drone. Oh God, oh. Juan, I miss <laughs> do, you. Do, do used to this. How many Borg will I dissect? So Digging I, I out of a Borg. I didn't quite manage to nail it because I couldn't think of what I was saying. But after he had chopped her into pieces, I was like, well, she's not seven of nine anymore. Now she's pieces of eight. (laughs) (laughs) No. I know there's a reference there, but I don't know what it is. Oh, it's like it's what like they call pirates booty. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, Thank you for explaining the joke to our other. I'm sure most people don't all know the joke. Well, like I said, it I I knew it didn't quite work, but I felt I felt good enough about it to mention it. So. That's fine. They weren't all going to be gems. Uh, yeah, so I know the, the like, inspiration for this episode is Braga, who's all, all out, out of his mind most of the time. Sure. Just has this visual in his brain. He's like, this visual is so interesting to me. I want to kind of form an episode around it. And it's the visual of Voyager, like, entirely encased in ice. Mm. Which is a great visual, but then the, yeah. the visual effects team, as he tells them, I want a, a shot. You don't see you see Voyager ten or twenty meters under ice, entirely and like enclosed in, in the ice. And the visual effects team is like, if it's that deep in the ice, you wouldn't be able to see it because the wa- like the ice would be thick and it would just look like white, Space or would just look like ice. black ice, or. Yeah, yeah there's some imagination visual effects artist, Jesus. Well, they finally did what they asked him to, and they said the, they they said up and down and all over again, it just looks like it's in the water and not that it's encased in ice. What it did looked, you guys think? It looked like ice to me. It seemed like ice to me. Yeah, I thought very, it seemed like ice. Very clear ice. I mean, it Look, just looked like a frozen lake, you know? The planet went on YouTube and looked at those bartender videos about making crystal clear ice cubes oh yeah you have to boil the water first right i've never watched one but oh i think i saw something let's go with yeah we we don't know that that planet's made of water ice it could be some other material that's frozen okay Okay. yeah it could be like uh there we go i don't know frozen hydrogen frozen piss be frozen piss oceans of piss Frozen piss, if it was that clear, you are super hydrated. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You have reached nirvana. You've drank so much water. Yeah, uh, so I thought that for the period, uh, for the time period, I thought that the visual effects of the crash looked looked really good. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely looked good. Yeah, a lot of good detail. They had the cowling come off one of the nacelles. Mm-hmm. Didn't just have it fly off. Yeah. yeah, I read that it was so it's like part CG and then part filmed elements, too, which I feel oh, like wow. they've oh, been cool. doing less and less. And they, they had like a little they did a little crashy crash into like a whole bunch of uh, what did I write down? Baking soda. That was the huh. snow. So it would fluff up as they crashed. Oh, into that's it. Okay. great. So that was kind of cute. Yeah. Nice. I yeah. think in general, this season has been really strong in the uh, yeah. CG 
department. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. also see the Delta Flyer blow the fuck up, and I thought that looked good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I wonder... This is now... Oh, sorry. I was, I was going to say, I wonder if that is the, the first time we've seen a CG Galaxy class, but I bet you some of the ones in DS9 were. Yeah, probably were. Oh, that would make sense. This is now the second time Harry has been killed in a, an exploding shuttle while he fixes timelines. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's really funny. I keep thinking every every time there's a, a, a for some reason the crew dying in a horrible way for an episode that usually either gets reverted or something else has gone on. Memory Alpha like counts how many they're at. Which makes me assume there's going to be way more because it's they're Maybe, already yeah. at Janeway has died like nine different times. Uh, oh dear! Are they counting every individual time she died in that in that episode where she kept dying? Oh, I don't know. I'd have to go back and check. That might have been mm. only one, so I'd I'd, mm. I'd have to check. Or well, that might so have been zero. Is that the weird Nazi one, or is that a different one? No, no, no that was that the one. one but, yeah, there's the one where she's like on the brink of death, and the death alien appears to her as and her, it's daddy. her dad. Like oh Peru. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I think that thing is technically she never actually died in that episode. True. But we see her die, and it's the depiction, I think, that they're counting. Uh, okay, okay. Yeah, because she didn't uh, actually die in this one either, because it, that, that timeline never happened. True. True. And I've gone cross-eyed. Yeah, but it counts because it was in the sh- in the plot. They just happened to undo it. Right. We've only yeah. actually, I think we've only actually seen one actual Janeway die, and that was in the du- the, the double Janeway episode. Yeah. The, the universe Harry is actually from. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> the ending was so weird. I felt like Janeway had such a weird look about her. Because she was just trying to not think about it either. <laughs> the, the ending oh, where that? she hands Harry <laughs> the letter from himself. <laughs> that was the face she had to make. Meek? That, that was the face she had to make to actually actively keep herself from going cross-eyed <laughs> thinking about the paradox. Yeah. Yeah. I just think that she was... Just as shocked as everyone that Harry Kim actually did something <laughs> right after 15 Ayo. years. Yeah, I kept wondering if the episode particularly needed them to know that it was a future Harry instance and all this weird shit that happened. Except that I really liked that earlier in the episode, you see the tail end of Harry dictating the letter. And I even yeah. write in my notes like, I wonder who Harry's writing a letter to. We can discuss this during the episode, who we think he th- who we think he's writing an episode Writing a letter to, god damn it, can't talk. Yeah, who we think he's writing a letter to, but then it gets solved because you see the letter. Yeah, so and they, nice. actually, they actually do that that twice in the episode. The other time, which I thought was pretty cool, is when, when Chakotay's on the bridge and he sees, oh, there's an audio file here and he plays it and it's like a garbled captain's log. And then we hear Janeway record that captain's log later. Yes. So... I'm sorry to start laughing while you were presenting us with like very not funny facts. But while we were watching, I didn't understand a fucking word she said. And I said, what did she just say about duck fat? <laughs> what did they say was fried in duck fat? And Chris is like, she's va- Valor? <laughs> I was like, what? No. Yeah. So I'm, I'm way deafer than I realized. <laughs> it was also it was supposed to be a very garbled transmission. It's very nice of you, Ames. Did you pick Thank up you. later that it was the one that you, that we hear her saying? Yeah, she was like, okay. hey, so uh, they duck performed fat. well, and also we deep fried Neelix and duck fat. And I was <laughs> like, that sounds delicious. That does sound kind of delicious. Oh, speaking of Neelix, I did, um, I, I liked his little, uh, his little stuffed uh, Oh, fur fly, fly The fur thing. fly, I yeah, liked it. Yeah, it was cute. I, th- I kept thinking, like, 
you're you're first bringing this out now. This is supposed to be like a little good luck trinket, and this is the first you've brought it out. I feel like there's been many instances where you probably should have sh- uh, like introduced us to this thing before. <laughs> Listen. It was easier when caught with this thing in his hand to be like, oh, yeah, it's a good luck charm and not be like, oh, yeah, these are infesting the kitchen. Oops. <laughs> like, well, it's a, you know, it's a, it's celebra- a good luck charm. It's a celebratory good luck charm thing that he had time to, like, dig up. You know, he they replicated were- it. Yeah. I know. Yeah, it'd right. been in his engine room for no, six years. I know. I know. I know. I was just being silly. I know. Speaking of digging up stuff, we see a return of uh, Odo and Quark's snow parkas. That we saw oh. in the ascent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They only had one. <laughs> That's true. They they split it between the two of them. Yeah. <laughs> Good memory. I forgot about that. I mean, I just rewatched it. I also that. read well, it on memory a couple <laughs> months ago. But yes, I liked the line from the doctor, Doctor Cheerleader, as he's trying to force Harry to do stuff. And the line he says is, "Do it on your own time." And I'm like, "That's what they're doing. They're doing it hey, with time." Yeah. <laughs> see what you did there. That woman, Tessa, mm. as mm. as bad as as her performance was, so bad, and it was, it was really bad. bad. I don't know. I, I I felt that there was some some genuine affection between her and Chakotay. Maybe it was only coming from from Beltran's side. Yeah, I think so. Because it, it wasn't just that her line deliveries were bad. There were moments where she was just in the background, mm. and I guess she was maybe trying to react to things. But it was really hard to tell because the faces she were make she was making made like no sense. Okay, I'll have sometimes. to go back and watch these. Yeah, no, she was <laughs> she was fucking awful. Uh, well, I like to. I'm, I'm going to assume that uh, somehow, despite not knowing of each other's existence, they will find each other and have sex and have sex <laughs> and make him <Kim> watch <laughs> in front of Kim. I think I said this last night, but I said that the reason that we could explain that this woman had been cast in the show was also summed up by Harry Kim saying <laughs> they are having sex, her and Beltran. It's like the only way it would make sense that she got this role. Actually, weirdly, it was her and Wong. I don't mean to be harsh, actually. she. I mean, she, like, listen, she tried, okay? Did she? Probably. I looked her up. This is the last thing she did. She probably, Ooh. yeah, but she probably still tried. She probably tried especially hard in that case. She was probably like, if I don't get rave reviews for this role, I'm quitting acting. And then everybody was like, wow, did you see how shitty she was? She's going to listen to this podcast just because she like saw that someone was talking about the episode she was in. She's probably going to cry. Yeah, well, that's exactly what's going to happen because uh, we're horrible. We're just we're just. Yeah, I don't know why you guys are being so horrible to to, to her. Well, because she was a bad actress. She's very pretty. Yeah, I mean, imagine, imagine like... I mean, we, we, we've shit on bad extras before. We shit we're just on bad... Now we're just shitting on anybody. a bad principal extra. That's it's, fine. It's usually Pavel. <laughs> oh my God, what was it that we... What was it that we were talking about? Sandwiches and you made a joke about... Chekhov's ham sandwiches. What the hell were we watching? It was this. It was it was either timeless or an infinite regress. Someone mentions a salami sandwich. Is it? Hey, that's 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 Walter's. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, what uh, do we have lunch available for our checklist of st- stuff to put in the Delta Flyer? Right. I like right, that. Right, that right. was a cute little touch. Yeah. They had a sense of humor. I like them. So the one thing about this episode that I don't care for is that woman's acting. No. No, no, no. Um, no, is uh, <laughs> that they throw in this little MacGuffin that it's like, we have this uh, 
we can only use the quantum slipstream drive one time because oh, we yeah. have the 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 squibbly boobity boo crystals that we would the unobtainium. Yeah, they take years to synthesize. So and like that's we're just supposed to buy that. Okay, yep, that's why we'll never hear about this again. But also, big fucking deal. You've got years. You've got fifty years before you get home. What's the big deal? (laughs) Like the episode title. And like obviously, they only learned about slipstream drive what a couple months ago when they had. That other dude on board, um, Arturus. Arturus. So that's when they learned about the technology. Where did they get the crystals from? Between then and now, uh, fa- factory. They found a factory. Mm. They bought some. The factory's like, oh yeah, these take years. To you got here just the right time. They, this 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 vintage just oh, came out of the cask. These are the last ones I have in stock. It's not gonna be cheap. But yeah, they they may have like just found some naturally occurring ones or something. Before, but now if they need new before ones, before the Dauntless left, they stripped it of of useful stuff. There we go. Yeah, yeah well, the I, guess, I mean, they did. He did install a quantum drive on the Voyager, but it didn't work correctly or something right, right? and they've or been it, like, it sounds like they've been out. working on it more and it also sounds like janeway said uh, says at the end we've we've taken it apart until we can get it working better again yeah. but i think now we're never gonna hear from it again we'll see i don't know i don't know when i said after hope and fear and then we never hear from it again it mm. turns out i was wrong so we'll <laughs> we'll never know <laughs> well jake said at the time we would hear from it at least yeah, once exactly. more so. and that was this was what i was of, yeah, got I don't it, think we. It. I don't recall us talking about it again. But I mean, it's possible. It's just something I can't remember. Mm. Yeah, the thing I could have done without this episode was making Seven get drunk at the oh, party. Yeah. All right, it didn't bother me. Yeah, I, thought I thought it was. Dumb. I actually thought it was cute because she was like, "You and I, we are as one. We are as one." She and the doctor, like her drunk bants was really cute. I, I was about to say, I, I wasn't sure about it until she was like gesturing to people like he's my guy like that was kind of yeah, funny yeah the the borg equivalent of oh we're, we're 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 like this man we're like this yeah like do i think that yeah i mean i i do think it was goofy but i liked it and it was nice to also it is kind of amusing to think that she's a lightweight because of course she's probably never had alcohol <laughs> yeah. yeah um synthahol yeah, synthahol can get you drunk now. Like, but what? what? Well, is I thought it that was the point, or is it legit alcohol? Well, she, no, because he, he said, said your synthahol blood level but, is. But no. wait, let, let me ask a, a a different question. What is even the fucking point of synthahol if it doesn't get you drunk? Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Well, I wonder if what is it because synth- it tastes good? Because we all know that's bullshit. Maybe it can get you drunk, but it doesn't give you a hangover. Well, yeah, that would be perfect. But if it doesn't get you drunk, I I don't see the point. I know it's not like it, maybe I, it's not addictive too. A, a book tried to explain it away once, so obviously it's not canon, but I remember basically it's like it can it can get you drunk, but you can apparently recover immediately if need be somehow. You can just basically be like, I'm going to be sober. Hmm. Yeah, I That's also nonsense. think of it as they've made it a social drink and not a, an inhibiting drink. But she was inhibited. Yeah, and I, that, so that's inhibited. why I, I, I didn't like it. I feel like I don't like most drunk acting because it just feels out of place and stupid here's the thing to caitlin's point if alcohol didn't get you drunk you wouldn't drink it it doesn't taste you just drink coke you just have soda all the time there's non-alcoholic beers and people drink them all the time not well the people that drink them are people that are 
Alcoholics. Alcoholics. Probably. That, yeah. I, I, yeah. I don't yeah. know what would compel someone to drink a non-alcoholic beer. My dad drank them for years. Really? That's weird. That's a hmm. that's a weird thing. Yeah, like I mostly know, like it's it's kind of usually, again, like Jake was saying, it's usually like recovering alcoholics. It's to kind of like. Well, so you can still do your social with your buddies and you can still have the taste and it's still, you know. So that's sit the hall then. Yeah, but again, non-alcoholic beer only exists because real beer exists. And synthahol, if, I don't know. I uh, I don't see it. Yeah, like, I, yeah it is strange because, again, it's like, I the t- I mean, I, maybe maybe I just have a bad palate, but I've, I've never really drank an alcohol and thought, ah, yes, I would drink this if it wasn't going to give me a buzz. Well, I say that, but a Pim's, a, a, a Pim's and ginger ale like tastes Pim's rather cup, nice, yeah. actually. Chris yeah. does I mean, like a Pim's cup. Uh, yeah, but at the same time... But I would I not know. drink a gin and tonic if it wasn't going to make me a little fuzzy. Well, I'll, I'll always have a mint julep. So. <laughs> <laughs> Read 99% gin and an ice gin, cube. Gin in a glass. <laughs> mint julep. <laughs> that, 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 so that's basic. I remember there's a story that allegedly... Uh, What's his name? Churchill's recipe for a gin martini was a generous portion of gin, glance at a bottle of vermouth, Hmm. and drink. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. See, that makes me almost as mad as that woman I overheard being like, get me a vodka martini, but skip the vermouth and put the olives on the side. I was like, bitch, that is not a vodka martini. That is vodka and snacks. That is vodka and (laughs) snacks, ma'am. It's not a drink. That's not a thing. So... And replace anyway. the olives with jalapeno poppers and keep them on the side and don't charge me extra. Oh, but jalapeno jalapeno stuffed olives are fucking baller. That is, that's pretty good. Getting back to how you guys are a whole bunch of pieces of lushes. Uh, no, I'm past that. <laughs> I'm past that now. What I also, what I did want to see, and we didn't really, you know, we saw the discussion of, is the chi- the, the Kim Chakotay heist in which they stole the Delta Flyer, which I think mm. must have been very fun. I'm yeah. guessing that they probably just posed as Starfleet and just like, we're like, all right, we're here from Starfleet. We need to take, you know, we need to borrow the Delta flyer for a, you know, a something Thing. or other. And the, <laughs> and because Starfleet has absolutely zero security procedures, whoever was working at the shipyard is like, yeah, sure. Just uh keys are in the, uh, you know, in the, in the sun visor and just, you know, put top it off with gas and you bring it back. <laughs> They just sent a kid onto the bridge and were like, all right, just do it. It just occurred to me that, A, because Tom built the fucking thing, it probably does have an ignition key. Oh, my God. And a sun visor. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking hell, Tom. It's got a little moon roof. You pull it open. (laughs) Unfortunately, he actually, it's actually a moon roof. So you pull it open, you get sucked into space. It's actually a moon roof. You open it up and it's just a. A video of a moon. There you Ooh, go. There we go. Cool. Anything else on this show? No, I speaking like of seven of nine acting different. <laughs> were we speaking of that? I guess we were. Well, I guess that brings us to infinite regress. Um, God, wherein the term multiple personality disorder is misused and gross. But that's not why we're here. An infinite regress. Seven of Nine is hearing voices and and starts to take on entirely different personalities from her normal one. At one point, she becomes a Klingon male who does like a mating, tries to do a mating ritual with Bolana and bites her face. As uh, they do. As they do. She winds up playing 
tic-tac checkers with Naomi Wildman while chewing bubblegum and acting like a bimbo, which was fun. She, she's a Vulcan. She's a, she's a Ferengi. She's a little bit of everything. And what it turns out is happening is it seems that like the, so if I understood correctly, and this is where it always gets fun, (laughs) is that like, it seems like the personalities of people that she had assimilated previously were getting pulled to the surface because there was something nearby called a vinculum that was setting off some of her inner workings. It's a speculum. No. Fired. (laughs) Is that about right, though? It was Have I vin- sort of viniculum? Oh, did I spell it? Oh, is wrong? that what it was? Viniculum. Well, whatever. Wasn't I that thought the there was. In... I thought there was an extra. An extra syllable. There, there, there. may have been. I may have. I, I may have. I thought it was wrong. vinculum because Pat made a joke that it was sounded like thinculum. I'm not gonna lie. Until he said that and it was a joke, I thought that's what they were saying. Maybe it is vinculum then. I thought it was viniculum, but I might. I'm pretty sure it's vinculum. But anyway, so there's this vinculum thing nearby, and it turns out that it's infected because. There is a species that we only get named 6339, and they intentionally infected, what did they say, like 13 or 12 or 16? Something in the teens, double digits under 20. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Infected themselves with a synthetic pathogen virus, were intentionally assimilated and killed the shit out of a Borg cube. So th- we have a we have a conflict, you see, because the the Voyager crew wants the vinculum because they want to try to fix Seven because she's getting so erratic that they have to literally like bind her to a table and like keep trying to drug her up and they try like a some kind of what was it a cortical something or other. They put they put some kind of thing on her to try to help her block out the voices and they've tried everything. And the only thing that they can figure is that the vinculum has to have something to do with it. They have to fix it from there. But species 6339 is like, no, we would like our anti-Borg machine back, please. And it turns out they're willing to kill to get it. So uh, this is kind of where it gets hazy for me, actually, because this episode felt about eight and a half hours long like good concept interesting concept good we got the the personalities were interesting we got jerry ryan acting her absolute balls off sorry which was amazing but i i understand that whatever they needed to do with the vinculum was done and then they beamed it back to six three the species 6339 and then species 6339 stopped attacking them but i'm not really clear what they did to the vinculum that fixed the problem they turned it off yeah oh literally that's it well because they they tried they were kept trying to turn it off but it it had some kind of defense mechanism where it would adapt to their dampening field and Mm -hmm. then they didn't explain it but evidently Bellana found a way to defeat that mechanism it really did go on way longer than it had to it it was like oh bless you cat it was less infinite regress and more infinite mind meld scene. More like infinite regret, am I right? For a change, yeah. they remembered the mind meld existed, though, which I was surprised yeah. by. Yeah, that's nice. But then it lasted way, way too long. Yeah, that scene was awful for a long time. Yeah, and it also, like, it was kind of nauseating to watch because of the... Like fish eye lens technique they were yeah well it was like fish eye but it was also blurry and like yeah. there were motion trails it was it was not not a very appealing that scene thing to watch. I, I don't it know how long happy. it actually was but it 
felt like fucking 10 minutes. Yeah. I know I mean, it was nowhere near that bad, but it felt endless. To me, this this episode, again, like I think, Caitlin, you said it best. Like, it was a good concept, but it just kept going. Like, they, they could have executed all the ideas that they had in half the time. But that was the thing. They had to extend everything. Well, because it, it, there just wasn't enough idea for the full length. You they know, kept it's piling like, on new ideas because you know now we have species three six seven five three oh nine. We've got <laughs> mind meld happening. It's like every time they, they they wrote themselves into a corner, so they blew up the wall and extended the room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like they basically felt like they had this idea. We want to let like we want to see you seven do a bunch of different personalities, and they never really got much further beyond that but i think that that alone could have been a, a cool concept oh yeah and, totally definitely you know, i don't think it needed the I, I don't know i like the idea of the the species that is trying to get revenge on the borg or trying to take out the borg through this novel you know contagion that they've created i think that's interesting and maybe we could have spent more time with them and understanding their situation you know like arturus where he you mm. know yeah, I mean, I think it's not hard to understand where it's just like, yeah, fuck the Borg. You know, Picard thought about infecting the Borg once with a different kind of virus. Yeah, this everyone's is like tried if, this. If we did the it, Hugh thing, but actually carried it out. Yeah. It was kind of unfortunate, though, that like they were unwilling to be reasonable. Well, what else like, do they almost... have to do to be reasonable? They don't have a cure. Yeah, well, and, I... and like their whole plan that that they like they said, you know, a bunch of our guys died to execute this plan and you fucked it. I don't know. Well, I, I don't blame them. Well, I guess I just feel like if they were like, we're really sorry, we didn't realize and we want to give it back to you, but we just need it for a minute. Well, that's what Janeway said. But that's that... what I mean. I don't know why they wouldn't just let them hold on to it for a minute instead of just I don't know. I guess you're right. I just I, don't know. I mean, I, I could see it either way. I just I don't know. I think I don't blame them for being pissed off. No, like, uh, and I don't, and I don't blame them for having the coolest outfits of any. I like their outfits. Seen. Question though about about, about Janeway asking, can we hold on to it a minute until we cure seven? But they're turning it off, so it's going to now be moot for other Borg. So really, they're destroying Species Six Three Three Nine's work. Yeah, I mean, unless the Borg turn it back on when they find it, but who knows if they'll find or maybe it? Maybe Species Four Five Six Seven. Uh, has a way of turning it back on. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah. once they beamed it out into space, I and mean, here's the thing, we know it doesn't work because we're going to see the Borg again. Yeah. I'm just saying Species 42069 could have been a little nicer about it. Here's mm. the thing. I'm pretty sure they even said their actual species name briefly at some point. Like, I think Seven even said, oh, yeah, Species 6339 or so. Either way, like, find out there. Why, why have they fallen into this weird pattern of using the Borg designations? <laughs> like, because I get maybe Janeway is a jerk, and she's like, eh, it's not even worth my time to learn their names. We're not going to see him again. Maybe, you know, you can't <laughs> pronounce Species 8472's name. You know, they could tell us their name, but it's, you know, a series of clicks and whistles or something. But no, like, no, no, they finally, so, they, you know, they're talking to Boothby, and they're like, hey, Boothby, what's, what's your species actually called? He's like, ah, yes, we are called Species 8472. <laughs> why is he scottish Jesus. listen if it doesn't if it doesn't help janeway get to her favorite thing which is blowing up the ship she doesn't have time oh, i thought you were gonna say coffee but no yeah. yeah also that 
blowing up the ship by overfilling it with coffee. Mm. Well, speaking of coffee, we didn't mention this, but uh, there was a very sensual dinner in the previous episode with Janeway and. Uh, oh yeah, I oh, did yeah. forget about sexy dinner. But yeah, anyway. it was that was weird because like I thought we were done pretending they might bone. Yeah, there was a there was some subtext to her line that was like, "Well, don't don't you know leave before dinner before uh, before dessert." And I thought, oh no, what's for dessert? Vagina? I love that you didn't even be a euphemism. You were just like, nope. Let's let's be fair, Ames. Also penis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god. Yeah, I like this one. Just didn't grab me, so I don't have many thoughts yeah, beyond. Jerry Ryan was clearly having fun. I really no, thought you were going to be like, yeah, what was dessert? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, Jake, you were saying that. I'm sorry. No, I was going to kind of agree with Chris. I think, you know, Jerry Ryan did a, did a good job. I mean, some of the some of them were better than others, I felt. Yeah, you know uh, what's interesting is I know Jerry Ryan, like, they, like with Data in masks, she had very mm. little time to prepare to be dozens of other characters. And she also has never actually seen a full-blooded Klingon or a Ferengi huh. because she joined the, the show just, you know, a season ago. So she, they, like, hand her these tapes. This is what Ferengis act like. This is what, what Klingons act like. Watch these tapes. <laughs> oh, no, she watched, uh... uh Last, Last Outpost? Last Outpost. Jeez, oh, no. no. Yeah, I thought her being a Ferengi was probably the weakest one. Like if, I, I if, was, you, if it weren't clear by the the constant capitalism, it wouldn't have been clear lobes. to me that's what she was doing. <laughs> oh, yes, the famously from I, Brooklyn, New York Ferengi. I, I was waiting for the Ferengi to notice it had boobs and just get obsessed with them. My God, it's a woman! It's a female wearing clothing. Then a that's naked true. Jerry she Ryan is sprinting down the hallway. Yeah, uh, that's why yeah. I also got very confused. With this episode, because again, interesting idea to pull up the facets of of all the personalities of folks you've assimilated. A little bit of guilt trip for Seven. That's all interesting. You get to play a lot of people. Cool. Why are we seeing their pre-assimilated personalities? Like, why did any of that get retained? Well, I wonder if that's what it is. I wonder if that's the mechanism of this virus. Is it like, because we know that the Borg, when they assimilate you, they just kind of suppress your... Mm your memories and stuff and like that's why seven originally didn't really know or remember much but when she was on the raven she like had flashbacks that's true the memories are still there it's like yeah that stuff's in there so maybe this virus like how it works is it surfaces that stuff yeah and transmits it but all the personalities we see aren't really acting appropriately for the situation of, oh, we're suddenly on a starship doing a thing, except for the little girl who was afraid of the unconscious guy. That one was pretty okay. But everyone yeah. else, like, they they never really react to, why am I on a starship? What, what is the situation? It, yeah, no, they're just, from... they're, it's like they all start from where they just cut off in yeah, actual life. Yeah. Except for... Uh, Daimon Tarot there was like making fun of their sick bay. He but also, aside well, he from wanted that, to buy their big screen TV too. So. Yeah, that's yeah. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that it's not even consistent because you're right. Everyone else was kind of like where they got cut off, but then Tarot kind of gets where they are. It's yeah, you're right. It's weird. Yeah. One one thing I thought that was that was a little bit interesting is that the Vulcan personality 
understood what was happening. Yeah, that yeah. you're right. That too. That's which true. I thought was interesting because she was telling Tuvok, "It's not going to work. There's too many fucking people. It's just this ain't going to work." <laughs> nice try, dumbass. Yeah, I think my favorite portrayal that we saw was of uh, the mother of that Lieutenant Gregory Bergen, who was assimilated mm. at Wolf 359. Because when you think about it, it means she was also assimilated, which means she probably like went looking for him or something and then got her ass assimilated. Well, we don't know. She got assimilated. For all we know, he was killed. Yeah, we don't know. Oh, they, they, they blew up most of those ships. I doubt they stayed and assimilated terribly many people from that battle. Oh, snap. But yeah, I lo- he wrote to me and, and told me to meet him at Wolf 359. <laughs> it's just like, what? Really? It's like, meet me at the fucking sock hop? Meet me at yeah. Wolf 359? Is that, a, is that a thing? Which I think is just a star. It wasn't even a yeah. system, right? It's I like, think- honestly, that was a little more jarring than Captain LaForge. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't like, it just happened to be the place where they mustered the ships to combat the Borgs. Yeah, like it no one else. Like, good. Oh, I was just gonna, like it wasn't like a destination, as far as I knew. Yeah, no, it wasn't like a place they happened to be, and then the fight broke out. They were just like, "This is the nearest point." Yeah, I even to- remember the admiral telling Picard before Wolf Three Five Nine, like, "Hey, you know, we're gonna make our stand at Wolf Three Five Nine, so you know." Yeah, I think it was just the place where they had like the mo. It was like this is where we can get the most ships. Hmm. Uh, the most was it quickly? also like on the way of where the Borgs were coming or whatever? Yeah, I think so. I think yeah, they yeah. just went there to intercept them. Gotcha, gotcha. Oh, holy shit, I forgot know, should, about this. should it's, work really well in two-dimensional space. I, I, <laughs> we, we probably talked about it at the time, but that's a real star. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's a real place. Huh. There's, a, there's a podcast I'm listening to called Wolf 359. Yeah. Which every time I hear it, I'm like, no, it's Wolf 359, because that's how they say it on Star Trek. <laughs> right, right, exactly. <laughs> it's a good podcast. I'd recommend it. Also, very, interestingly, very I looked up Vinculum. Mm. Um, it, you know, it's a board noodly that kind of helps connect all it the was, thoughts and stuff. It was pretty, and I want a necklace of it. Oh, true, yeah, true. dude, same. But it's actually named after a real piece of anatomy. Where in um, the, where, where is it? In the a butt? connecting a connecting band of tissue, such as that attaching a flexor tendon to the bone of a finger or toe. You know, I feel like I may have heard that before. Ah, but they also may have been referring more to the second definition. It has a mathematical definition as ah. well. A horizontal line drawn over a group of terms in a mathematical expression to indicate that they are to be operated on as a single entity oh. by the preceding or following operator. Oh, Ooh, that's yeah, that's definitely it. That's cool. So Good there we them. go. Um, I was going to play our favorite game, which is, what do you think the original idea for this was? <laughs> oh, God. Um, oh, actually, that briefly reminds me of what I was going to say last episode. Finally, they kind of sort of got to mutilate a crew member like so many writers have wanted in the yay. unused pitches. Was there any mutilation in this pitch? Close. Oh, God. Uh, so the original idea was someone unclear if it's like, an alien or just somebody else or what but somebody i'll say an alien because that makes sense meets seven and says oh man a a friend of mine got assimilated and by yourself so you probably have their memories so i'm gonna try to pull out that person from in your brain seven so i can have this person back ta-da see i was about to say that that might have been a better episode but then again we kind of sort of had that in tng Back when they were still pretending Data had the memories of all the colonists. Oh, yeah, we did. And there was that woman who was like, my son's in you somewhere. Yeah. 
which I forgot about till just now. Mm. Man, remember when they used to pretend Data had all those memories? Rarely. <laughs> I forgot all about it that. It only came up a, a couple of times. Yeah, they dropped it really fast. Well, he probably just did a wipe so that it would stop coming up, you know? <laughs> yeah. He yeah, defragged that, that, or something. Just charge your pipe and have a wipe. That's the rule. <laughs> but that that might have been a better episode. You could have built more interesting drama around it, I think. Yeah, it's like, I like all the pieces of this episode. I'm not again, sure they a, fit together. In a way, we also, it, that also could be seen sort of, not really, but sort of, depending on how they did it. Could have been a rehash of that time Dax met their old spouse. Mm. Yeah, but that was a great episode. Yeah. It was, but I mean, like, you know, if, if you did it, if you did it like, oh, that person's still in there and I love them. It's like, yeah, but I'm me now. And then it sort of becomes Tuvix because it's like, well, but yeah, I'm not that person anymore. <laughs> also, they, they didn't. There's never been any sense that Seven just carries around the memories of people that she assimilated. So yeah, it, it that's the thing. It, sense. That's not how Borg would work, I would think. Yeah, me neither. Which is, which is why I was I was very distracted by, wait, how does this work? Why are these people here? Kind of thing. Yeah, like. I mean, is it logical that maybe she might have somehow accidentally picked up some memories that weren't hers? And now that she's been de-assimilated, they're floating around. But a whole personality, that's a whole different kettle of fish. And like, why is it all? It, it seems that it's mostly Alpha Quadrant right? species. Although I did notice at least one Herogen in the... Yeah, uh, there's a Herogen. There was, there was, there was a, a there's a crowd. Vidi a Vidian. A oh, I missed the Vidian. Yeah, there was a there was okay. a bunch of Delta there was a bunch of people whose makeup they had on hand. Yeah, there was a Cardassian. Love seeing yeah, them. Yeah, there was Cardassian. Yeah, when they were doing their uh their their crazy interspecies rave scene. Yeah, yeah, I called it a rave as well. You did, and it was because when uh you said like, "Are you guys here for the rave?" Oh yeah, when they first, first saw these the species uh... <laughs> six three three nine, and then there was a rave later. <laughs> it was uh... actually pretty funny. I love how um, Seven refers to Naomi Wildman as the subunit of Ensign yes, Wildman. I love I, that. I, I love that as well. That is, I must try to work that into my uh, vernacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Nice subunit. And listen, I know that we don't like kids that much on this show, and obviously I also don't like kids that much. But I did think it was really cute how like touched she was by Naomi's drawing. It was a and bad stuff. drawing. You know, the thing is, it wasn't a great drawing, but what, then I thought about it and I thought, you know, the thing is, is Naomi Wildman didn't even draw that. They paid someone in the props department to make that child art. Yeah, as a, for, for a child, Naomi is fine. She's not yeah, the she's, worst child we've met. She's a good enough actor. They write her like a kid, which on the one hand, well done. On the other hand, I find kids generally annoying. So it's like, uh. but then again, I also find preternaturally intelligent children in fiction like almost more enraging, so it's like, uh, there's no winning with me. Yeah, I think she's the level of intelligence that that, that makes sense for her. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's not pretty, I think, she's not like, I, 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 uh, the only example I can think of when I tried to read uh, Delillo's White Noise, like, the lead, the main character's children were just preternaturally, like, just so smart and witty and clever. It's like, they're supposed to be like 12 and 13. It's like, oh, fuck you. You don't know how mm -hmm. to write kids. Stop it. No, it's because they're really brilliant children, not because I'm a bad writer. How dare you? <laughs> yeah. I don't know who that is, that author is. They might be a great writer. Yeah, I have I White Noise. I've them. read it. I remember none of it. I remember it being real fucking weird. I re So I've only, I've read, uh, I've read, oh God, Cosmopolis in college and loved it. And that's why I tried to read White, read white Noise and I couldn't get through it. Hmm. 
wasn't just the kid that were there. It just, it just did not grab me. Yeah, so it sounds like we're moving on. Yeah, there's just really, it just didn't grab me. It was a swing and a miss, and it was too bad. Because yeah. I think, Jer- again, Jerry Ryan, I think, was giving us good shit. He was, again, clearly having some fun. Oh, and I loved her and the Doctor. I The more they're together, the more I like them. Yeah, they have a good rapport. They and, do, and uh, the writers know it. Yeah. Which is awesome. So I like that. That's the uh, thing I've yeah. always said about this show is... is even when I hadn't seen it in years, the one thing I remembered was when the writers realized two actors worked together, they made sure to put them together a lot. Yeah, it's the the Tom and Harry. It's the yeah Garrick and Bashir. Mm-hmm. It's the Data and Jordy. Yep. Uh, speaking of putting two people together, our, we're going to move on to our, our blogtivity for the week. We saw a lot of this, so much of this in uh, Infinite Regress. Of just being possessed by fucking entities. Yep. And we see it all the, all over the place through all of Star Trek. So we're going to start talking. We're going to do a little talk about all the times we, we see it. When it works. When it doesn't work. When it does somehow simultaneously does both. Mm. And an absolutely perfect segue, Ames. I, I'm not sure it was. I thought it was. All right. Well, I'll start off because this is what well, I think it might be the first uh, possession that we really see in Trek. And it's also one of my favorite possessions that we see in all of Trek. And it's from the original series, one of my favorite episodes, Return to Tomorrow, when Kirk and Spock and Diana Muldar's character, I wrote it down, and Mulhall, uh, get possessed by Sargon and his friends. Yep. Who are just and who are just life forms in fucking orbs. Yep, yep, yep. And yeah. they get to have some fun and it's really great. Oh yeah, Nimoy went off the went off the chain of just like, I get to be a smug, slightly evil guy. I get to not just be a Vulcan today. You can yeah. see that I have range, which you never know. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's that's a good episode. Yeah. I don't know. I think I think my uh my top possession has got to be power play. Oh, that's from, a good one. From TNG where uh Troy and basically everybody except Riker, right? He was was it Riker that didn't get possessed because he hurt himself? Yeah, that's right. I he thought was it hurt. Was- yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. They all got zapped, and then the, the little beam of light was like, "Yeah, not this guy." Yeah, and they try to take over the ship, and it turns out they're just some uh, some jackass prisoners. Yeah, they were pretending to be the crew of the some Daedalus yeah, class that had gone down uh, Federation ship. Do we do we count? Uh, see, because it's not quite a possession as it is a shared body in three when Spock occasionally overrides McCoy. Three. Oh. Oh, the Star movie. Trek Three, the movie. Trek sorry. Yeah, oh, the, uh, the I don't Katra. know. Because again, it's not like he. It's not like most of the time McCoy's in charge. It's just every so often P- Picard, Spock is, and then there's the moment where he sounds just like him somehow. Mm. Like, does that count? I was trying to hash that out, and I wasn't sure. Well, it's uh, yeah, that's a good question because I don't think of it as Spock possessing him. I think it's just a side effect of the Katra. I don't know. Yeah, the Katra is kind of a possession, right? Because it's it's putting your life force into another person, and what's what's that if not possession? And there there do seem to be like there's at least one or two moments where Spock seems to be sort of in control, like when he's you know when he's in Spock's quarters in the dark and all Jacking freaked it. out. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I I never really settled on it in my own mind either. That's why I was kind of wondering what you guys thought. Yeah, I, I didn't even think about it. When I was reading through all the possessions on Memory Alpha, I don't, I don't remember it was on there. Mm. I'll, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it to it. I'm going to say that that is a 
form of possession. Not, okay. not a classic possession, but you know, but but I think it counts. All right. By the same token, though, how do we feel about Curzoto? I was going to ask the Ooh. same thing. Here's the thing. I think it counts. I think it counts. Like, you also look at the host in TNG, which is the same thing. Because then oh, it's the rules Odan, different. Odan possessing Riker. So if yeah. you count that, then then I would probably count facets too. Yeah, I mean, certainly mm. everyone else definitely was a possession. I mean, again, it was all voluntary. But yeah, Crisoto is definitely a little weird because it, it's this merging thing. Yeah, amalgamation sort of. Yeah. All right, so maybe we can agree to say Quark being like the 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 mommy uh, yeah. trill. Those kinds count. Those were all definitely possessions. Crisoto was supposed to be a possession, but it went wonky. And yeah, Riker, again, in the early days of we haven't figured out how the trill work. Right. Or no, it's not that you know, the rules were different. That was a possession. Yep. Would we say that the episode where Bellana is having that other lady's super erotic turned super genocidal dreams? Those were implanted memories yeah, and she wasn't acting dreams. anything out. So she was acting them out in her dreams. Yeah, but she wasn't like running around thinking she was that lady. All right. How about Sabrosa? Does that count? Oh, yes. Because Ronan possesses Bev's grandma when she pops up. Oh, good point. You're not You're Nana. You're not Nana. Nana. Nana's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's my favorite possession right there. Yes. <laughs> that's not a possession. Episode. He's oh, a, it's so bad. But I can tell you this. When a ghost can interact with the physical world, that's a poltergeist. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I don't uh, what about, know uh, much. When, when Cisco builds his clock. I was going to ask that. Yeah. Because... Their personalities get overwritten, kind of, right? Like, at yeah. first, it's like they're acting weird, but then they just are the people, I oh, think. I haven't seen that one in a while. I didn't think mm. of that one. Yeah, I, I was going to ask about that one, too, because I couldn't... It's been a while since I saw it, so I couldn't remember how all-consuming it was. Like, I think it was influencing them, but it's unclear how much they became the I other person. It, pro it progressed throughout the episode. And got more and more sort of extreme. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. forgot about that one. Oh, God! Yo, we... You know what I forgot about till right now? Oh, I bet I bet Vantica. I know what it was. Yay! <laughs> Freaking possessed Julian <laughs> trying to do an act. Oh <laughs> no! His Dracula accent or well, Draxent. That's how we always misremember it. Apparently, whatever. Because wasn't it not, he? Is it not actually Dracula? I think. I think Ames corrected us on that. Yeah, so at the one story, point. I remember the reason we keep mistaking it to him doing a Dracula accent is because he originally did a Dracula accent and they had to re record all the all the scenes because they said you're too you're being too Bella Lugosi. Do I it again, right. <laughs> I guarantee the episode would have been seventy-eight percent better if they kept the Draxent. Uh it still would have been a not great episode. <laughs> no, Drax but imagine Drax Accent is good, least. by the way. Thank you. <laughs> It at least would have been that much better, you know, if like the whole time he's just like, ha ha ha, I am Vantica. Plus the name Vantica just sounds better with that voice. Agreed. Yeah. Um, what about, um, would we say that when the, when Doc, when Bones has the super doctor abil doctoring ability in Spock's brain, would that count as possession? No, that's just overclocking his processor like Barkley in the nth degree. Oh, God, would we consider that creepy holodeck shit to be possession? I mean, I know it obviously isn't, 
in why, the why goddess of... Why do you keep of... trying to change the rules of the assignment, Kate? I'm just asking questions, Ames. I'm positing <laughs> questions, posing questions. I am having trouble thinking of other TNG... Are there other TNG ones aside from oh, Power Play? I feel like there must well, be. Well, isn't um, Fistful of Data's Doi. question mark? No? Did no, that's a holodeck wasn't? accent. Oh, yeah, right. We yeah. already went over that, yeah, didn't Jake we? Jake brings up masks, which yeah, masks. we touched upon earlier, which is Data being possessed by a lot of things. Yep, yep, and not given enough time to prepare. Uh, what was the one where Troy... Threw Worf across the room? That was Power Play. No, there's another there's... one. Oh, there's another one. Clues. Oh, right, in Clues, she was possessed by that alien. Well, Troy always got possessed by something, right? Yeah. It's because she was such a great empath. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, you're right. Yeah, because she she was the spokesman for the. That's the right. Lines. Yes, I forgot about that part of that episode. Yeah, yeah. They possess Troy. Worf, Worf is like, I'll handle this. And she fucking flips him over his shoulder. That's right. Yeah. And he has like never been quite as turned on by her That's before. That's why they dated. Oh, yeah. Isn't that the thing? Didn't he like break his break his arm? And, yeah, that was one of the clues. The, that was, was one of the clues. They're like, there's nobody on this ship who could break your arm except for data and that's why they thought data was pulling a number on everybody no one can break your bones except data or a blue barrel <laughs> no one can break your bones except data or maybe troy <laughs> <laughs> okay. oh, this one from tos oh because there's a is there in truth no beauty in which a uh, Kalos, the Medusa, mind melds with Spock? I don't know. Maybe this one shouldn't count because it's a mind meld. But yeah. he definitely does take over Spock's body and walk That's, around in yeah, it. Yeah, he does. And actually, doesn't, um, does that from Cochrane episode, the like light monster that loves him takes over that woman's body because she's dying anyway. They merge. There's is a merge. There's that's also a merge. Okay. Supposedly. It's been a while. We don't have proof that it's a merge, but she says it's going to be a merge. Okay. Okay. I just happen not to trust her. Oh, no. Okay. I definitely don't trust her. I've got a controversial uh, thought on, on one. Because okay. Because it's a transporter accident, but I'm wondering if it might also be a possession. Mirror, mirror. Because... They beam into their counterparts' bodies. Mm, they're wearing because they're wearing the mirror, cl the mirror uniforms. I never thought of that. So that one's a stretch. I think that's. Too I don't stretchy. know. I mean, it seems like they they it was a brain swap situation. Uh, oh, see, uh, if but I then had you got to bring body swaps. It. Then we have to cover Turnabout Intruder, which I don't care to, or Vis-a-Vis -vis with that asshole Steph. Ugh, Which God, I don't really consider. Yeah, I don't really consider those possessions. That those are a body swap. They're, they're they're kind of own thing. It never occurred to me that that was a body swap. Shit, blown if, my mind. If we uh, if we could be here all night, if we uh, talk about every time a prophet or a pa wraith. Oh, there's oh, a lot name of those. Them, yeah. Name them now. Well, you got you got the one where Jake and Kira uh, have a face off. The reckoning. Yep. Dual, and Kaiwen fucking blows it. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Keiko there. Oh yeah, Keiko. The assignment. I mean, there's like several episodes where there's a pa wraith in Guldukat. Hot. Mm-hmm. Hot. I can't. I apologize. It wasn't good. And there's probably a bunch more too. Yeah, those are the ones I had. And yeah, there's there's quite a lot of profit pa wraith action by the time you get to DS9 because otherwise. DS9 is one of the lesser offenders of being possessed by things until those mm. jerks get involved. Right, right. Oh, so here's uh, a, here's one we saw in Voyager. We have seen a, another one or two maybe in Voyager already because uh, mm -hmm. we saw Tyrion possessing Kess that time. Yeah. Oh, that was a good episode too. 
Yeah, she, well, fucking Jennifer Lean did pretty well that episode. Yeah, speaking really of acting her ass off. And then there was Cathexis, where Chakotay's brain oh, was outside yeah. his body. His, his soul, spirit thing like, possessed some people. And meanwhile, like this, this alien was actually possessing Tuvok, and then they fought. Yeah, I forgot about that. That was a. I think I liked that one. You did not like that one. Did I not? Oh, it's too bad. I think I liked that one. So one of you put it on your least favorite, and I forget why. Yeah, I'll check later. It's been a while. You have, you have a better memory than me, so it was probably me. There's a couple more upcoming Voyager episodes I don't know a ton about, and a couple Enterprise episodes I don't know a ton about. They may make them into the Tumblr post. Follow this on the Tumblr, by the way. We'll see if I finish doing that research. I and then can't. the only other little controversial ones that I've thought of that I wanted to bring up. Would you count all the bugs possessing people in conspiracy? Yes. Yes? That, that is definitely an alien possession. Absolutely. Remick especially? Well, Remick, well, here's the thing. Remick might have just been an alien. The whole time? Don't know. May, I don't know. I we doubt don't know. that. But he's the he's like the queen alien. He eats the other little ones. So he either was always an alien or he was replaced by an alien, but I don't think he was possessed. I think he was a full alien, but I don't know. Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. I, I, assume, seen that one. I assume it's a possession thing. Yeah, I haven't seen that one in a while. Were they able to take, like, were they able to get them off them and the people could live and... Uh, I can't remember if anybody I, survived. Cause, I know they kerploded Remick, like you said. Yeah, but, but he, but again, like... He might have been, like... They might have scooped him out and put an alien in there. Yeah, I'm trying to remember yeah, if they I'm saved. I'm pretty Quinn. sure. No, I don't think so. I think everybody that I think everybody that actually got infected ultimately died. cacked it. Oh, that's yeah. sad. But I don't know if any like any everybody that we saw. Yeah. Okay. Um, last last squicky one uh, that I wanted to bring up, which I I think this is the most squicky one that I probably won't count. Ira Graves downloading himself into data. Yeah, I count that. You count that? Yeah, yeah, me, yeah. I mean, it's just a technological version of everything else we've been discussing. So yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember this. He's like, quote unquote, call, call grandfather. Grandpa. Yeah, he worked with Soon on like designing data and then oh, right. he was and dying. So he had his like a copy of his consciousness stuck into data. Right, and took and wasn't him over he like while. hot on some like young girl or some something like shit? that? Yeah, I remember that. And like data, well... Graves, as Data, gave a very overlong speech about how great Graves was before they beamed him into space. Yeah, to know this, him this. is to love him is to know him. <laughs> and then Wesley's like, that was such a great speech. Shut up, Wesley. That episode had Salar in it. It did. Did it. Yeah. I think those were all that was on my list. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's any other ones. Um, I can't I, really think. I'm sure there must be. I just. I feel like I'm forgetting an obvious one, but that might just be because I'm used to having a terrible memory, and now I just assume <laughs> I'm always forgetting something. Well, I consult oh, the wait. memory alpha, so. What? Uh, da, da, uh, da. Uh, Picard. It was like season one. Uh, where he was oh. like, he led everyone in a big toast and a sing song, and real Picard was like hiding in the computer and put that's, peas everywhere. That's a, that's a doppel Picard, though. That's a doppel. Here's some music by what? Black Eyed Peas on Amazon Music. It's a possessed Alexa. Yeah, apparently that's not a possessed Picard. That's a that's a set, that's an alternate Picard. There's two Picards. There are the, uh, the other Picard was on planet with uh, the little Bolian girl. Um, and a bunch of aliens, and he's trying, one of them's a 
bad leader, one of them's a pissant and trying to figure out which of you would like actually lead a rebellion. Oh no, 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 not that one. Um it's a it's a I think it's like a season one episode where like some alien offers to like like Picard is gonna explore as pure thought and is it's it gonna where take he, over. He types the P into Yeah, the I was gonna say thing? he puts the P's into the computer to let them know he's in there oh, somewhere. When you said peas earlier, I thought you meant the vegetable and I was I really you meant the confused. black eyed peas and I was gonna play some music from the black eyed peas, but Oh um, so you did possess our Alexa. But yeah he goes into like ten forward and leads everyone in a drinking song. I I think you're confusing that with the other episode. Because the drinking song is from is the double Picard the thing? double Picard with oh, the yeah. test okay, with the experiment Oh god, it's definitely a season one or two episode because I can picture him in the terrible uniform. Mm. <laughs> Was it him being possessed or him being crazy though? I don't remember. Ah, that's I. Mm. Damn it! See, it's hard to look up anything related to Picard because now you get the damn show. Fucking show. Hang on, I've got the episode list in front of me. I can probably find it quickly. It was Lonely Among Us. Oh, God, it's the one with uh, the dogs and the lizards, and mm-hmm. the dogs eat the lizards, or vice versa. And something bad happens. Uh, <laughs> alien life form, computer, blah, blah, blah. La dee dog. What the fuck? <laughs> because he's a computer. Yeah, I realize. Yeah, <laughs> she said la dee dog. I think you've got to change that. Oh, Hades. I just got to remember to mute it before we record. Oh, that little tail, hey. His tail is so cute. <laughs> oh, yeah. It actually jumps through a bunch of different people. Now that I'm skimming the episode uh, description on Memory Alpha. Yeah, it's like a blue lightning alien. and it, it Yeah, it possesses a bunch of different folks. Oh, <laughs> okay. What about the uh, the mind contagion that Kuvok has? Mind hmm. With the little girl from oh, with the Excelsior episode. Careful, help me, help me. That's another it dream, doesn't, though. Yeah, it, it doesn't take him over. I think we're way over. in the weeds. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Lo- so yeah, Lonely Among Us, definitely possession. Yeah, I would count that um, one. But yeah, Tuvok's mind parasite is is again. It never takes it's him a over. Disease, yeah, yeah. It, mm-hmm. it just kind of hitching a ride in his brain, and then it gets genocided. Man, if we ever do genocides. Lot of Voyager. <laughs> but yeah, I'm sure if we forgot anything obvious, someone will tell us in the comments. No, they won't. They might. They never do. They never do. Somebody would have to listen for that to... We get some listeners. I know, I'm just kidding. Watch, but, but before this goes up, there'll be like one in... Actually, no, Lower Decks is already over for this season, isn't it? Yes, it is. Maybe Prodigy. Prodigy will have had one. God, I love Prodigy. That's true. There are some... There are... I think there's possessions in... Lower decks, but most of them are just references to previous episodes, like masks. Of course, the mask aliens come back. Oh God! But because they were so good the first time. Yeah, they love they. Their favorite thing is making references to things that people hate, so that you can remember, like, oh yeah, that episode that well, no one they, no one thinks of because they hate it. They brought in a bem, I know, at some point. Yep, there's <laughs> a bem. Cool. Well, yeah, if you if we think of any others, they will be up on the Tumblr. This whole post will be up on the Tumblr. You can check out all the different instances of possessions that we've thought of. And there'll be more next week, as we usually do. We're going to be covering more Voyager next week. The episodes next week are going to be Nothing Human and 30 Days. So check those out when we return over on SoundCloud or your favorite podcasting app. We're on all of them. 
Uh, make sure you're following the Tumblr at sshbpodcast.com. Check out all our great blog activities over there. We're on Facebook and Twitter for reasons. That's what I've got. Jesus who knows? Who knows if Twitter will still exist by the time this goes live? It's such a great joke right now that everyone's getting blue check marks. It means Im- that every time Elon's getting eight bucks, but sometimes people are coming up with fucking comedy gold. Well, so they actually, I think, have had to bring back the secondary official tick because Nintendo got pissed off by the flip off Mario that was up for two hours. Amazing. Yeah, the, it's wow. Yeah. My favorite are all the various Republicans, Republican mm. figure accounts uh, like coming on to each other. <laughs> Oh, I saw that. Yeah, I don't know. I, I think my favorite is the somebody tweet made a fake Eli Lilly Twitter account. Who's that? Pharmaceutical oh, yeah, pharmaceutical yeah, company. I saw and that. They, they announced that insulin is now free, <laughs> and the real pharmaceutical company's stock took a huge dive. Yay! <laughs> they lost like sixteen billion dollars in valuation. Beautiful. Bye. Awesome. Yeah. So be be there with us for you know the end of Twitter next week. Calling it now. <laughs> Check it for right next week. We'll be back. Uh, this has been Ames. This has been Caitlin. This has been Jake. And this is always the official Star Trek Twitter. But what blue if you're tick. what if you're possessed? Do you get the blue tick then? <laughs> I've been possessed by the mooch who has just announced that he has <laughs> bought Twitter from <laughs> Musk for eight dollars. Yay! Nice. This has nothing to do with anything, but I just had this thought. How come Scott Bakula has never endorsed a baklava? Oh, God. <laughs> and for that matter, why have I never seen Scott Dracula? Oh. Mm-hmm. I am Captain Archer. Oh, I like space because it's always dark. I don't say blah, blah, blah. <laughs>